I mean, you got the biggest dick in the game. Like, like very few people are on the whim. Like, go. Let's spend a million dollars on a Tuesday afternoon on digital marketing. Oh yeah. On a just because. This is Michael Gonzalez with Big Money Moves. This is the podcast that you're going to learn about how to make money and do great things. I want to do an amazing podcast today with one of my really, really good friends. His name is Eli. He's a smart, smart guy. He knows so much about business, entrepreneurship. I'm going to let him do a little introduction about himself. So take it away, my dude. What's going on, everybody? Um, yeah, I guess I'll quickly introduce yeah, myself and... We can Don't be modest. You're the man. Bang on your yeah. chest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a, a foundation, a music entertainment executive. Um, I used to be Sean Diddy Combs manager, day-to-day -day manager for about seven years. Um, as you can imagine, uh, <laughs> seven years with somebody who's... Diddy? We talking yeah. about Diddy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, seven years with, with somebody of that caliber and that um, sort of thinking. Uh, he inspires you to aspire to have what he has. So a couple years ago with his blessings, left, started my own agency um, management company by foundation. But we help brands... Um, get to the next level, right? Like we, we, we come in and consult on their marketing strategy, um, align them with the right talent and, and kind of just drive things forward. Um, found it to be very scalable and allowed us to also start representing artists under brand deals, right? So I'm very rare in this industry where I understand both sides of the fence, right? I understand what it takes for a brand to win and what an artist needs to to create an organic partnership um, and those sorts of partnerships resonate more, right? You know, it's a different day and age on the marketing front where simply holding something doesn't resonate anymore. Um, I have a clothing company, a uh, charity that I'm super, super proud of, which we'll get into, um, and a hustle. The guy is, he's being really modest. He's probably one of the most creative in a sense of like getting things done. Um, there's very few people that I could say I could call upon and say, hey, I need to do this X, Y, Z. And it could be like something as outrageous as I need to send some cake to somebody. Uh, and that could be a celebrity and he'll get it done or a gift. Um, so he's definitely helped me. Our history is kind of interesting in a sense. We were, you know, in in the same space, but I didn't even know the guy. So like when I started Fitzy, I was buying obviously thousands and thousands of influencers and celebrities and there was a lot of people in between and he was on the far end of the spectrum <laughs> making all kinds of money off of me and I didn't know. Yeah, uh, I spent I spent probably close to a million dollars plus of his money without knowing him. <laughs> for sure. Just no question about like, it. Like the scale of how big Fitzy became that some guy and then finally after years of spending all this money he was like you know what let me get on the phone and try to find out who this fit team michael is and fortunately yeah. for me you know we we ended up connecting and we actually became really really great friends um but you know it's it's the kind deeper of thing, than business a lot deeper than business i consider almost like family so you know i you know i appreciate you being on the podcast appreciate and, you, you know um like let's just talk about like the the scope of like the beginnings right so this is like think two three years ago 
Um, like a company like mine, I was buying so many shouts. Were other companies coming to you to buy shouts too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that strategy, um, I think you were a little bit ahead of the curve, right? So I'll tell you in 2012, right? I, when did you start yeah, the company? Yeah, yeah I, it. I worked with a company called Live Loci, um, which is a bracelet, beads infused um, with with elements from the highest and lowest points on earth. Very cool, very simple, very simple marketing strategy. Um, huge margins, right? Which is the sort of company right. that invests in that sort of strategy. Um, and we decided we wanted to have a massive, massive influencer marketing, but the kid unfortunately didn't want to kill his entire marketing budget. So what we did was so slick and so smooth and the first of its nature and really murdered like i've never seen it done before so what we did is he had a um charity component to his company where he donated 10 percent of all proceeds to a charity right i happen to have a 501c3 charity right um that i wanted to get some exposure towards as well so we ran a campaign in what month is breast cancer awareness? Is it October? Whatever month breast cancer yeah, awareness was, February possibly. Yeah. We ran a campaign where we basically paid every female influence. Like we're not talking about influencers. We're talking about the Kardashians and like like anybody you can imagine who was popping at the time. Mm -hmm. We paid them to wear the bracelet, post the bracelet, and thank them for donating to my charity. So what that did was a few things, right? A, there was a charity component, so we drove down the price. Like I think we got like Chris, Kim, Chris, Kim, Kendall, Chloe, like pro like six of the girls. I don't think we gave more than a hundred grand. Not even joking. And um, it was in the form of hundred, whatever the number was, 120 went to the charity and we paid him out the hundred, so he didn't even touch his marketing budget, right? Because it was donations that he was gonna be making anyways. Um, so that's the first time I saw that, but I think 50, to get back to 50, everybody was doing it at the time, but I've never really met a founder like you that, um, can I curse them? Yeah, of course, fuck shit, balls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got the biggest dick in the game. Like, like, very few people are on the whim, like, go, let's spend a million dollars on a Tuesday afternoon on digital marketing. Oh, yeah. On a Tuesday, just because. Yeah, like, just because. no strategy no. to it, but. Just fire away. Fire away. And, um, so, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never seen that. I always think back, like, even myself, like every time I get to like a certain milestone, okay, I made a million dollars, big milestone, then I made two million or three million. Like there was a there was a time where I was like, I wanna like spend all the money that was in the bank account. Like I wanted to be zero. Yeah. And I was I woke up like like let's say like seven AM and my goal was by the time I went to sleep, I spent three million dollars <laughs> to do marketing. Like on a given Jeez. like on a given week. So like I'll just be calling. What, what, was, the first, what was the first milestone? What was, when, when did you click? And we'll turn this a little bit. Well, I when feel like it's like two milestones. Like the first day. Okay. By far the first day was like the most eye-opening because I made 20K in a day. First day. First day. I probably spent like a grand. Do you, I mean, do people know? Can yeah. explain how you... Yeah, so like in the very first day of 50, 
I bought maybe a thousand dollars worth of shout outs just from different people, whether they were influencers or theme pages. I didn't really know. I just talked to anyone that had a kick or an email on their on their profile. And I said, hey, I'll pay and you. You're doing it yourself. And this was how I did everything myself. Yeah. Um, I mean everything in the sense of packing, yeah, making yeah. the website, everything. And then I set it all up. It was a Friday. I'll never forget it because I had my phone. I was exhausted too. Like I was setting everything up for that launch, and uh, I. I had my PayPal notifications on my phone, right? And so, like, I knew the ads were going to go live, so I watched the traffic, and the traffic was starting to come in. I'm like, oh, great. And then, when, like, one of my first PayPal notifications came in. I was like, shit. It was like 10, 10 seconds after the campaign started, all of a sudden I had an order. But then another one came in, and another, and another. And it was like a Rolodex of cards. You know, like, that's how my phone was. The notification was like, all these notifications of order, 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 order. And I was like, oh, my life has changed. Like I knew instantly from that. You moment. were at work. No, I was at I was at home. Oh, yeah. I was at home. But that following week, I quit my job, and I told my my parents thought I was crazy. They thought I was absolutely. My mother didn't. My mother was a hundred percent game. She knew what I was doing. But like my grandparents, they were like, "What are you doing?" It took me so long because to get a job, it took me so long to get a job because I had graduated during like one of the worst economic downturns in America. So like I had no opportunity until I got this job. So my grandfather was like, what are you doing? Just sell tea on the internet, are you crazy? But that was one big milestone. And then another milestone was when we, we did a post with, um, with uh, Amber Rose. And she did a like bikini that looked like something Kim had wear. And you know how like Kanye was with her? So yeah, it was yeah. like that whole thing was happening between them. So she did this like bent over, it was solely like so sexualized. And at first I was gonna say no to the photo. Like I was like, this is this is crazy. It's, crazy. Like, it's too aggressive. I was like, no, I don't wanna do it. And then I just said, you know, screw it, you know, like just do the post. By far, that one photo cost me like 10K. It was by far the most successful photo I ever had. Wow. It probably made like $3 million. Wow. Because it trended worldwide. It was on Twitter number one, Facebook number one. That's when Facebook had the trending mm -hmm. areas. It was number one on Facebook. It was just trending Worldwide. hard. And like the photo too, like on IG was getting way more engagement. Yeah, I see that photo. I'm not yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, so those I'm two forward. were really big, really big. Like as far as like milestones in the beginning that I knew this shit was going to be crazy. Then after that, I was just like, you know what? I want everybody. It was like, like getting Pokemon. Yeah, like I collect every litter. <laughs> I definitely went on a, what do you call it? Like when you, uh, can I see that? This was it? Yeah, that's the photo. That was a successful post. That was like crazy. I never thought it would do so well. Wow. Of course the Kardashians, like when we got the Kardashians too, that was big. Like I didn't, you know, I never thought I would be able to get, you know, such a high collar celebrity to do posts for me, especially, you know, yeah. you're selling detox tea. Yeah, I mean, you did tell, you did tell Kris Jenner, what did you say to her? Uh, what did you call the water? Oh, so, so <laughs> me, me and Eli, we're in LA, we're going through the Hidden Hills, he's driving me, and I get car sick, so he's like, just talking away with me and putting on music, hyping me up for this really important meeting with the Kardashians and with Kris Jenner. Yeah. And we're actually well, at- Well, it was a sit down in Kris Jenner's living room. In her living room, like literally. literally. the three of us, yeah. And we're, so we're sitting there, she comes, we're gonna introduce each other, you know, finally, 15, we had done millions of dollars of business, 
and uh, we're pitching the new company, Happy Tea, so CBD, and she's just actually like general questions. <laughs> and uh, like with Happy Tea, it tastes really great. So it doesn't taste nasty. Like most CBD products taste like bong water, like very earthy. And so like I said, it doesn't taste like bong water in this professional setting meeting. She's like, what? And she's like, what? And he's like trying to like get me back yeah, down to earth and check like, oh, this tastes real bad, tastes real bad. And she's like, but what? And we asked, and she's, and like, she's like, what's bong water? And at that point, I'm realizing I'm sitting in Chris Jenner's house and she's asking me what bong water is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those kind of moments. Yeah. But it's just, I feel like it, it was like one of those kind of memories that you know, you, you're even fortunate just to even have that opportunity to make one of those things. So, and I, you know, I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, that day uh, our agenda, I tell people, if if anybody, I get my schedule the night before my day. Shout out to the team. But uh, that day's schedule was like 11 a.m. Chris Jenner with yeah. Michael, of course. <laughs> 2 p.m. Mike Tyson. That's another story. We go the same day. We leave that meeting. Go to Mike Tyson's ranch, to which the Tyson was ranch. which was an interesting. Oh man, interesting is an understatement. I, I just I don't know if you could talk negatively about it. It wasn't it, it wasn't negative. Yeah. No, it no, just was, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, Tyson Ranch is definitely La La Land. Number one, you don't even know what you're entering. <laughs> you're, like, you're like in like this industrial <laughs> city. There's all these like carb fixing places. <laughs> Like it's in the, it's not good, but it's just not like it's La La Land, bro. Yeah, and then you get in, and there's like nobody helps you. Nobody 50 talks people to you. just going from one office to it looks like Facebook. All these people working like busy bees, just walking around. Nobody, nobody doing anything. And then we finally get the guy that's like the guy that works with Tyson, which we thought we we're having a meeting with actual Tyson. Yeah, we thought we were going. To and see so Tyson. Me, me and, and then he comes. Well, though they changed the time on us like three, four times right, because right. they're like. We want you to meet with Mike. Yeah, so we were like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I'll meet Mike at 4 a.m. Like, I've met Mike a few times, but Mike is one of those guys. Mike come, says, come at 5 a.m. I'm in there. We're rolling out. <laughs> we're, at, we're rolling out. It, it's amazing, like, how much they're investing into CBD. Like, it was way, like, when we got in there, it was way more than I thought we were going to see. And it said, so, like, like, he is moving. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, get, I give him. Like super yeah. credit, like he's definitely like transitioned to the, this business icon guy. Yeah, more so than I thought. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. The person that was like the president there, like we had like this ongoing like joke going back and forth because the guy sits as we get in the meeting and he's like showing us all this Tyson stuff, which is fine because obviously we're in the ranch. But then he's like talking about like his resume. accomplishments. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, I mean, his, his goal, again, negative shout out, Tyson Red. I mean, it was impressive. More, yeah, Steve he Jobs invent, doesn't have shit he, on He him. invented the internet, uh, yeah. solar power. He, the real estate of how many acres? It was the biggest real estate. He was like, 500,000 500, acres of, of land that he owns. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was, I, then we started like hat backing to each other, like, oh, he, you know, he invented light. And space travel. <laughs> but no, they're definitely, I mean, they're definitely, definitely crushing, right? And I think that kind of goes back to like our thing. Like, we went there because we wanted to, we didn't even know yeah, we he was invested in CBD. We, we right? didn't know the extent. Yeah, we that just were like talking. We we're like, Tyson makes sense, right? Yeah. And I think those are the real partnerships, right? Like the Amber Rose thing, right? It made sense. Right. That's why it worked. Of right. course, there was like a little bit of sex appeal, 
and a lot of sex appeal is a bad bitch. But um, it made sense, right? Yeah. Like, like you believe that Amber drinks fifty, right, 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 and you believe that like a lot of those. I think they're the Kardashians to an extent, but that's why Amber worked. Mm. And if you identify those sort of partnerships and just know when something picks up late, I think that's what you do better than most um, most entrepreneurs or most ex you know executives that own companies is you know when something is working, right? Mm. So like, like most, of my clients and most of the people I work with, like they'll see an ad works, right? And they spend a thousand dollars on it. They're like, cool, let's spend two thousand dollars on it. Mm. That works, spend three thousand dollars on it. You see an ad that works, you make that you spend a thousand on it, you're like put a million out. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and again, it's it's catch twenty two. It works. But I'm sure you can wait home on a Tuesday and you're like Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, those, but the majority of my risk taking, even I look back, there are some that I go, maybe, maybe that was a little bit too much of a roll of a dice. But almost, I feel like, even just in a sense of like how people perceive 50, they always think of the brand being this like massive corporation. I even believe, even yourself, like you would look just outside oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have thought this place would have been a huge, massive. Well, let me explain you know what I mean? to like, you guys. <laughs> Let me explain to you guys the infrastructure. If they don't edit this out, pull more power to it. His mom and his dad are across the. It's a. How do you explain this? It's a. It's an industrial park. It's an industrial park with number of businesses. He has three. I have six units. Six units. One of the one side of the units, which is three of them, is the the fulfillment warehouse. Right. Excuse me. And the other half is the offices right. um his parents are employed here which is kudos to you the most a, beautiful thing we have a staff of seven one side is manufacturing fulfillment the other side is like general office mm -hmm. so like we manage a huge company with very few hands um and i've always proud myself in a sense of that we use minimalistic parts to do something that, that generated millions i had this obsession i had read this article when i was in high school of how does a one man generate a hundred million dollar business, right? Like think about the logic in that. Like how difficult would one man be able to run a hundred million dollars, right? There's technology ways that you think Facebook, right? Yeah. And things like that. But how does one man be able to do that? So I always carried that article in my mind when I started businesses. Like how do I, you know, how do I keep making things minimalistically? Because if you, if you don't address those things really quickly they can spew out of control sure. you keep hiring 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 and you don't need to it becomes a big you know problem towards the business over over a period yeah. of time so like with us you know really the brand became the focus where the money went oh, yeah. and and that caused like such a ripple effect onto the business and even the reflection upon myself so people always before they meet me they think it's you know, way bigger than it is, but it's it just a testament to those rolling of the dice of spending a million. Maybe it didn't make me 500k, but it put 500k back into brand equity. If that makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but let's let's switch topics a little bit. I want to talk about your your nonprofit, mm -hmm. the Music Beats Hearts. I want you to talk a little bit about it, um, why you started it, and the things that you're doing with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, um. The name of the brand is Music Beats Hearts, a charity. It's a 501c3. Um, 
It was started in honor of a cousin of mine who passed at the age of 31, God rest his soul, from colon cancer. And um, I don't know if you've ever lost or if anybody's ever lost anybody to cancer, but it's a process. You watch them die, like oh, stage yeah, one, sure. stage two, like you, it's evident. Um, so when he passed, at the time I was 21, so I was 17 to 21 while he was battling chemo. I remember going to his house and he had the original iPod in, right? We're talking like nine, 10 years ago, whatever. And um, I just remember leaving and being like, fuck, like, I love my cousin. Like, we didn't even talk. I went to his house and he's in bed, but he's listening to his, like Beats Pill. And I was resentful. I was a kid. I didn't know any better, right? I was like, he just doesn't want to talk to us. And as I grew older and learned more about life and just the struggles of battling, especially like things of that nature, um, the music was like his getaway. Made him feel like safe, made him feel healthy. You know, it takes you to another place. Um, and I truly believe music helped him live longer, mm -hmm. right? So maybe I didn't get all the minutes we spoke together, but I got more moments. Right. Um, so I wanted to empower people um, with that, not empower people, that's probably not the right word, but I wanted to give people that same opportunity, I guess, to like, to see the power of music. So we started Music Beats Hearts um, with the intent of giving people battling physical, and we've since focused on mental illnesses as well, um, music listening devices with pre-programmed music that is meant to stimulate your brain, make you feel positive, make you feel happy. Um, wow, that's actually interesting. Yeah. Yeah, play. <laughs> um, um, and just generally make you feel better. Uh, we have a curated playlist of like 650 songs on our Spotify and Apple Music. We've given out thousands of Beats pills to kids and it's just, it's an incredible feeling, right? And I tell people, right, as entrepreneurs, like your day goes up, next day's miserable, the next day that you're the, you're the greatest, most powerful human on earth, the next day you're the worst businessman on earth, right? right. So there's so much, such a roller coaster. Um, but one thing that's always gonna be constant is music will be there. Um, and keep you like balanced. So, I'm definitely a music person too. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I'm constantly. And I'm future. not. Siri, play future. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> see like future right now for yeah. sure. And like, but I'm definitely, you know, thinking like the therapeutic aspect of music. Yeah. I always believe that there's something there. Like, I'm always constantly, you know, I listen to music in the shower. That's like a part of like my daily ritual, yep. whether that's in the morning or in the evening. It's always some kind of music that's on. For like, sure. Always for me. Um, so I definitely like agree with you in a sense of like how therapeutic music can be for people. Yep. Um, so that's really, you know, I wanted you to mention that to the audience just yeah. because I feel like that's such a big part of your life and it's Huge that's part. really cool and you know, I wanted to Yeah, share. and it's, it's twofold, right? It's how important music is, but also I'm going to be a Debbie Downer, but how, um, how bad the American, not just American, the drug system mm -hmm. in the world is, right? And people becoming dependent on these sorts of medicines that they might not necessarily need to be dependent on, right? right? I've had, you know, I've lost some, some friends and, 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 you know, I know some people battling addiction 
And sometimes, sometimes medicine is not the answer, right? right? Sometimes it's like, you know, you're Puerto Rican, like, <laughs> like let God handle it, yeah, right? Yeah, let God yeah. handle it and be strong. Like, I don't know. That was that was like the twofold in that like we want to really like spread the message that like music can be your medicine and it really is I mean we do that like throughout like our marketing we give out beats pills mm -hmm. um, the play with words right was music um, beats is the, the right. product that we use and then hearts was when I launched it in 2011 the biggest streaming platform back then was iHeartRadio. Oh, that makes sense. So that's what I had in mind was iHeartRadio, Apple like Beats Pill, like the Beats headphones were just starting. Um, obviously, you know, again as as an entrepreneur, like scaling and managing your time has been is the most important thing, right? So I don't necessarily give it enough love. I am looking to hire a CEO if anybody out there is passionate about philanthropy and give me an opportunity message yeah please but i just you know wanted to tell you thank you for you know all the things you do for me and you know you're a really good friend vice versa and, bro uh, you teach me a lot of things and you know thank you for being on this podcast and you know just wanted to share a really great person to you guys and you know thanks for watching again big money moves gang gang it. gang gang